Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And it is Dudes on Demand, week two, here today. And we're doing 1964's A Hard Day's Night, directed by Richard Lester and starring the Beatles. Mm -hmm. This is from Debbie in St. Louis, so thank you very much for this recommendation. But before we do this, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I've been getting out to the cinema again lately. Ooh. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and I watched Arrival. Oh, I've been wanting to see that one. Yeah, it's a fantastic film, and I won't give away any spoilers. It's just a great movie, and everybody should see it. Awesome. God, yep. it looks so good. I yeah. need to see it. Is it better than La La Land? Um, I have not yet seen okay. La La Land. All but, right, I uh, haven't seen it either. Okay. Uh, I, I want to see La La Land so I can make the comparison, but uh, I know what you're thinking, okay. and I, I know what you mean, and I, I'm I'm one, I'm thinking Arrival might be better than La La Land. I but. would... Just from the previews, yeah. I would say Arrival's way better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I like science fiction, and I, I don't like musicals. See, and I'm the other way around. So okay. I, I'm going to be, I'm, we're probably going to be at loggerheads <laughs> like we were with History Boys. This is going to be a good Oscars episode coming up in a month or so. Absolutely. All right. I watched a movie from 2016 called Southside with You. Okay. This is a movie about Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's first date. Wow. It's from a first-time director named Richard Tan, who's done, like, nothing, really. Uh-huh. And he directs Tika Sumter and Parker Sawyers in this movie. It's a good movie. Wow. It's it's just this, like, really mellow kind of drama that's heavy on the talking. Okay. And and they just go around south side of Chicago, and uh, I guess this really happened on the first date. I don't know, but... So it's, like, Before Sunrise? Yeah, it reminds me of Before Sunrise, wow. kind of. Wow, that's great, dude. Yeah, and... It was actually really good. <laughs> I liked it. It All was right. it was charming and you know this nice kind of fresh romantic movie. Well, it was great. That that that's cool. I mean they are they are a fascinating couple certainly. They, so they I, are. I would definitely see a and movie about them. Yeah, the actors did a really good job capturing their mannerisms right. of the Obamas. And that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And the first time director to do something pretty neat like that. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. So I'm interested in his next thing. Sure. So now let's talk about 1964's A Hard Day's Night. Dave, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, um, so this is the the Beatles movie, everybody. Yep. I mean, it's, it's just a movie in which the Beatles are featured. The only real plot to speak of is just that they're with their handlers, and their handlers are trying to corral them to get them to do this television appearance. And, you know, hijinks ensue because it's the Beatles. And it's mm -hmm. 1964. They are, at this time... As they still are today, the biggest thing in the world. Yep. Um, it's John, Paul, George, and Ringo, and it's at the height of their powers. And you're kind of experiencing what life must have been like for them on a day-to-day -day basis, which was pretty much just going to hotels, being on trains, avoiding girls. Like, for the most part. For the most part, right. <laughs> Unless they actually actively you know, go with girls, right. which is what they want to do most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll just, you know, like, th th this movie... Um, I like this movie quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, in fact, I, I liked, love it. I liked it. Okay. You I'll just, say I you liked, just it. liked it. All right. I liked it. Okay. Not quite a bit, but I liked it. Um, <laughs> not quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> a glaring review from Scott Charbonneau. Right. Yeah. It's basically just, there's no plot. Uh -huh. It's the Beatles have to make it to the show. Yeah. And they're at the show, but because they're crazy and just goof around, um, <laughs> And act like idiots. Horsing off. Yeah. Um, like literal idiots. <laughs> like they are dumb and need to be babysat. Yeah. 
That's the only thing in the way of them playing this show. <laughs> and what happens, you said hijinks ensue. Yeah. That's what the movie is. It's just like one one gag after another, really. I know. You don't have to see the first gag to get the next gag. Yeah. You know, it's just let's go to the next thing uh, we can think of. Well, it's it's gonna a little bit affect my commentary on this. Uh-huh. Um the the you know, just I guess like like you just said, um I know that when you go into a movie, mm-hmm. you're, you're the first thing you're looking for is just that there's a story that's going you're going to be told. Yeah, and when that story doesn't unfold in the first hour, um, <laughs> and, and you know, and you're just waiting for something to like you know kind of coalesce, and it never happens. Yeah, I I, I can imagine that that you'd be a little bit you know. It, it's tough. Don't I, take it the wrong way, Dave. Okay, I'm okay. not saying I don't like this movie. Okay, good, okay. good, good. I, I am saying there is no plot. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, and you're right. This is for people who like the Beatles, mm-hmm. and you want to see the Beatles, and you want to hear the Beatles. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sign me up. Absolutely. Dude, yeah, there is, a, like, yeah, definitely nothing wrong with that. I mean, the Beatles are the Beatles. Everyone, it's, it, they are everyone's favorite band, mm-hmm. um, like, from every like background, I mean, everyone is from every age group. Everyone loves the Beatles, and rightly so. I remember when I asked you like, about ten years ago what your favorite band was. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was shocked that you said the Beatles. Okay, I was expecting something like Metallica or <laughs> okay. something like that, uh, or Nirvana. Yeah, which I know is up there for you. Yeah, Nirvana's number two. Okay, yeah, yeah. But no, the Beatles came out of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. like wow, wow, yeah. It's I mean like like. If I'm like in high school, I remember it was the Beatles and Nirvana were one and one A for mm-hmm. me and almost everybody else. Like it just was a thing that 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 for whatever reason their music is completely timeless, mainly because of like the the way their their career had you know very separate musical peaks. I mean like, yeah. like the the Mop Top stuff is great for everybody, and mm-hmm. then the psychedelic stuff came later. You know, mm-hmm. when they kind of ma- discovered this about themselves. At this time in this movie, it's it's all 1964, A Hard Day's Night. And, yeah, this you know, is uh, top of the mop top. It is, mm-hmm. yes. They have not gone to India yet. No <laughs> one's found religion, and, and they haven't done hard drugs. Nope. So <laughs> had, had they tried weed yet? I'm yes. They had definitely been. Okay. Yeah. I think when they were in Hamburg in 1957 is when they were first introduced to weed. Yeah. Um. Probably from Stuart Sutcliffe and I, it's uh, like Bob Dylan or someone. I, I forget who. Oh, some they know who gave them weed. <laughs> it's out there, folks. Right. It was Bob Dylan, or maybe Robbie Robertson was okay. in there. Who knows? Yeah, S- somebody gave somebody gave Paul a bag of weed. <laughs> but uh, um, but like the the, the movie, you know, it, it's going to be tough to talk about this movie because we're, we're going to be talking a lot about just the Beatles in yeah, general. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and and for this movie, it it doesn't. You don't have to be a Beatle maniac to watch it or enjoy it, but it definitely you know helps the experience if you are really familiar with their music and just like to the 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 thing with the Beatles, unlike most like rock bands, is, is that you if if you are a Beatle fan, you are like it's all consuming. Like you mm-hmm. read every book about the Beatles, you you've seen every documentary about it. Mm-hmm. You like kind of delved into the lives of these guys quite a bit. So mm-hmm. so you know, seeing it now and uh, again in 2017, looking at these guys and and knowing what became of them later, yeah. um it's such an experience and it's so unlike anything else that's in kind of popular music. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like. Yeah, imagine that's pun not intended. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing this movie in 1964 when it comes up, right, and then watching it again 20 years later, yeah, after John Lennon is killed, mm-hmm. and then then experiencing this again, yes, like, that has to be 
a totally different perspective on this movie. I know. Which I know. is cool. And even the Beatles themselves, I mean, like like John would not enjoy watching A Hard Day's Night if it was past 1968. No. You know, he, he would disown it completely. No, this is just commercialism yep. at its finest. Let's yep. make some money. Exactly. And uh, look cool. Yep. Let's let's do that. No, and he wouldn't want nothing with this. Yeah, he, he would he would have nothing he would have none of it. And honestly, I had avoided seeing the movie for many, many years because I thought that's what it was. Okay. I, I had thought it was just a cash grab. And it wasn't until I read Roger Ebert's review in his great movies section uh-huh. in like the year two thousand two. I found out that it was one of his favorite movies and I was like, Well, okay. I, yeah. Let me give this a try. And I watched it. And I know you, you said you didn't like it quite a bit. You liked it a lot, but you didn't like it as much as I do. <laughs> I liked I, it a bit. Oh, yes. <laughs> I loved it the first time I saw it. Okay. I, I, I just, you know, I, I laughed throughout the whole thing. Um, everything George does makes me laugh. Everything yeah. he says, all of his mannerisms. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, like, I, I just love George Harrison. I think George was the best in the movie. I agree. Yeah. I thought Paul was okay. Yeah. I liked I probably went George, Ringo, Paul, John. Okay, uh, yeah. in order. Yeah, I really didn't like John in this. John <laughs> Lennon sucked in this movie. Oh man! Not that he's a bad actor, yeah. which maybe he is, uh-huh. but um, <laughs> his character, which is supposed to be a a hyper version of himself, you know, yeah, is just like the biggest asshole and like inconsiderate prick in, in London. <laughs> like, he's terrible. He's the biggest jerk in London. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> That's it, tough the, to do. The character comes off that way. I, I was like, come on, really? Well, l- let me ask you this then. Um, <laughs> th- w- what about the scene in the hallway with the lady? Okay. So he's walking in the hallway and a lady looks at him. For probably the 50th time in the movie, this happens. Yeah. Where a woman looks at John Lennon <laughs> and says, oh my God, it's John Lennon. Yeah. So he sees her and he's like, no, it's not. It's not him. I'm not him. And convinces this woman he's not John Lennon. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, you don't really look like him. And then he gets pissed off about it because he is John Lennon. Well, he, but he then he then turns it a little bit, starts playing this weird game with her mm-hmm. where he starts pretending that he's this other man and that he has knowledge of her having an affair with some other guy on set. And he... <laughs> And and she says, you know, like like so. Oh, they're all talking about it. And he goes, oh, but no, I did, I did, I didn't, uh, I didn't go along with that. I, I I defended you. She goes, oh, you did. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh-huh. He goes, yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's it's just this this yeah. really bizarre thing that we're we're this bizarre conversation that happens where where it th- these are just two people who don't know each other passing mm-hmm. each other in a hallway, and he turns it into something that is this really great for me anyway comedic exchange. I I liked it. Okay, I liked yeah. that part. Okay. Um, yeah. I, he's my least favorite in the movie, though. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, I prefer the gags with George and Ringo and uh, Paul to some extent. Okay, yes. yes. But uh, Ringo is really funny in this movie. He really like, is. When he, is go- he goes out on his parading. <laughs> um, <laughs> At the behest of Paul's grandpa. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to Paul's grandpa in a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he goes out parading to live his <laughs> life before it's too late. Yeah. And um, he's at the pub and he keeps messing up all these pub games yep. and like pissing off the locals. <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> it's just one thing after another, dude. Yeah. And um, it, the, his reactions and timing is perfect. A bunch of great physical comedy. And, yeah. and Ringo is probably the funniest looking of all the Beatles. Definitely. Be- Beatles. <laughs> I didn't even notice you said yeah, Beatles. The yeah, the Beatles. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that helps too. <laughs> uh, he's just goofy. Yeah. So that uh, it all fits, you know. Mm-hmm. He's funny. He is. Um, and every time I see the movie, I end up having to like listen to all the music over again. Yeah. Not just a hard day's night, the album, but like all of the Beatles music, because I, I I'll go through, even though they are my favorite of all time, I'll, I'll go maybe, you know, months without listening to any music. Uh huh. And then I see a hard day's night and I immediately just like, Oh, and I, th- I think to myself, okay, ma- maybe I'll fast forward through the, through the musical yep. bits. I never fast forward through the musical bits. Yeah. I have to hear those yeah. songs again. They're, they're great songs, man. It's they're, they're undeniably, you know, like just, just, and, and and they they have no they really have no place in the movie. I mean, it makes no sense that there'd be musical mm-hmm. numbers like yeah. when they're in the train and they just start singing. Um, yeah, they sing. I should have known better. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. And they're 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 playing cards and the girls are looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, like Paul has a guitar. <laughs> I don't know where. I, <laughs> like the, I, I the know. next clip, he's got a guitar. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and Ringo's got a small drum that he's mm-hmm. that he's you know I know it makes no sense. Where did John get that harmonica? Who knows? Uh, yeah, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. But you know what? It doesn't have to. No. Because that's what music videos are. Yep. This is a music video inside the movie. That's right. Um, were music videos like popularized around this time, As, or this kind of like a a groundbreaking thing in film. Well, I, I believe it definitely was ground. I mean, like, okay. like this was not something that was done. And and I know that like music videos existed, existed before MTV. Mm-hmm. It's just, there wasn't a place for them on television right. before that channel up, had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this to, um, th- th- there definitely was never, even if music videos were just getting their, their start, there was never a feature film made in which the musicians were the thing. I don't yeah. count Elvis movies. No, you can't um, count that. You know, any movie with Sinatra. I mean, no, like, no, those are different. Yeah. Ex- oh, and, and especially mm. with Sinatra, because he was like a, a, a real actor. Yeah, he was an actor. Um, but like, you know, th- th- this thing here where, where musicians are playing themselves and they're just getting up to wackiness uh-huh. and there's musical interludes that had right. never happened before. Yeah. Like as soon as I was done watching this movie, I kind of wanted to watch it again. OK, cool. Yeah. yeah. Just because the music really makes me want to watch it it moves you like yeah. I, I loved it so much and the first time they start playing on the train i was kind of like oh i roll they're playing <laughs> their songs you know whatever uh-huh. um and by the end of that that number i was in <laughs> i was like i, I want to hear the next song of course you do and the great thing about the movie is it's filled with beatles music that's right everything there's even like a weird like bossa nova version of like <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what a hard day's night. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's great. I know, <laughs> I know. And I, I, I think what keeps me coming back to this movie, other than the Beatles music and just that I find them, you know, they're 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 one of the greatest things in my life, is the dialogue in this movie, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it's scripted or if they're making it up as they go along, but you, one thing you have to appreciate about just like the the back and forth they have with both each other mm-hmm. and with the other actors in the movie. It's yeah. pretty high up there as far as just like great comedic, unlikely dialogue. It is very strange, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and may, maybe maybe people in life aren't this clever. I always want to <laughs> think that they are, but they really aren't right. very often. And uh, no no one has this kind of like comedic timing just in life. Yeah. But I always laugh. I I am always mm-hmm. you know just giggling throughout this entire film. You know, I already said it with George, yeah. especially with George. Mm-hmm. Um, his delivery on all of this, this, um, like no matter who he's talking to, he is funny, yeah. you know, in everything he says and does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just really, truly appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. And George doesn't seem like he's 
acting. Like, no. the other ones come off as they're acting. Right, right. I, I Like, Paul and John come off more than the others. There's some artificiality yeah. to what Paul's doing. Like, they doing. seem like, okay, we're doing a movie. Uh-huh. Uh, Ringo, not so much, and George was just a natural. Yeah, he um, was. <laughs> but right. as far as the dialogue goes, I know what you mean. Like, uh, the very beginning when they're on the train and they're talking about Paul's grandpa. So good. <laughs> you Just the way they're phrasing these sentences and the words they're using. I know. I mean, I, maybe you spoke with this kind of vernacular in, you know, 1964 England. Yeah. But um, especially now watching it, it's like, wow, that's some foreign language right there. That is not English. <laughs> but uh, um, <coughs> it kind of like jarred me when it, they started talking. I was like. What are they? Ta- what are they saying? <laughs> what are they saying? I don't even I know. know if I like this. And like, <laughs> they kept joking about uh, the grandpa. Yeah. And eventually, like, their manager, or whoever comes in, and says like the same thing they've all been saying. Like, who's he? You know. Like, <laughs> and it finally got me. I was like, all right, uh, I love it. Yes, it's good. Exactly. It's funny. It's that dry British sensibility. Yep. And you know, I'm a sucker for that. It just took me a minute to get in. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was really the first scene mm-hmm. besides the intro. Right. And uh, yeah, it got me right there. And that dry British sensibility that, that you're a sucker for, um, I am also a sucker for it. But in this, I guess in this realm, it's it's still kind of unfamiliar to you because of the uh, of the, the pace of it. Yeah. Um, they're, they're building up to this joke of the manager walking in and saying, who's he? He's mm-hmm. very clean. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> You know, <laughs> that he's very clean is the, that's the joke part. Yes. Because who says that? Did that no mean something that. different back then? No, like... I, I think it just means hygienic clean. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they, they, yeah. they got this thing going. And mm-hmm. and the other guys who were with them, who were with the Beatles, like the manager, Norm, and the other guy, Shake, who I mm-hmm. guess is the road manager. Okay. And Paul's grandpa. The, the, these are the three guys who are with the Beatles at all times. <laughs> and... um. The, now the one thing I can say, just as a Beatle fan, is that I I know that none of these guys are you know from real life. Mm-hmm. The Beatles' real manager was Brian Epstein, and he was nothing like Norm, and he was nothing like Shake. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that the that the lads probably did this kind of thing to him. Yeah, they probably were late for everything. They probably you know played pranks on him, um, but he would never have um, like reacted the way Norm and Shake do. And he would not have like been in on the joke, and you know it, he just probably wouldn't have put up with a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that goes on. I, I yeah. just you know, but like, but I guess that's what makes the movie so charming is that I guess this is maybe how the Beatles always wanted to act when they were on the road. Yeah, um, to just just carousing and making trouble for everybody, but doing it in a lighthearted way, and you know, right. there, there's not there's nothing sinister about what they're doing. Right. Yeah. We all we all know they're they're kind of like this yeah you know it's just on in the movie they're taken to the extreme yes and it, that's what makes it entertaining right i mean we would like to see them just in their normal environment of you course know, it, that would be a documentary then <laughs> yes it would <laughs> Much not be film. yeah it would not be a scripted film like this right it'd be very different and i'm <laughs> sure you'd laugh of course and have a good time still and yeah. hear great music but you wouldn't have this perfectly timed humor <laughs> and these perfectly set up gags yes you know yes and the grandfather wouldn't be hanging around no he would not um no. who is my favorite part of this movie okay yeah he is <laughs> hilarious um the actor is wilf wilfred bramble uh-huh i believe i don't know what else he's in i didn't look him up sorry maybe super famous he's not but, okay yeah <laughs> 
He's not the fifth Beatle. No, he's not. He's not Pete Best <laughs> or Jimmy Nickel or any of those other dudes. I think in the film he's called um, John McCartney. He is John yeah. McCartney. John McCartney. Yep. Um, he is not clean. As a, <laughs> he is like one of the dirtiest old men sure you is. have ever seen on film. I know. And I know. He's filthy. Yeah. He's he's always up to something. He's always got some kind of plan in place to some make some hustle. money, a yep. hustle, up to some antics, you know? <laughs> like, he steals Ringo's invitation to go gambling <laughs> and then shows up with the room service's tux on and has, like, this young, like, harlot on his arm, <laughs> <laughs> like, at the baccarat table. Yeah. <laughs> High rolling. And it's a senile old man. That's right. <laughs> It is so funny to see him do this. And then he runs out of money, so he pretends like he's the waiter and gets more chips from another table and comes right back. Um, on the floor. I was on the floor every time I saw the grandpa yeah. like look out the corner of his eye because I, I knew something was coming. Exactly. Yeah, you, you knew that you were about to see some great gags. Uh-huh. And like his big centerpiece of the film it's really the first conflict of the movie, and it happens about like with about sixteen minutes to go in the runtime. <laughs> um, uh, he's uh, he's sitting with Ringo in a diner, uh-huh, yeah. and uh, Ringo's reading a book, and this guy talks Ringo into, as you mentioned before, going parading. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I I can't even like 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 I can't do the dialogue justice. Of, of, yeah. of the stuff that's coming out of this guy's mouth, but he's telling Ringo that he's got a big nose and he shouldn't be reading. Yeah, and that life is is about you know going out and doing things mm-hmm. and experiencing you know stuff, and it convinces Ringo that he he needs to get away from the Beatles for a minute and yeah. do all this stuff. And I think he's also telling him like he says stuff like, "When's the last time you had a lady?" Yeah, and that's kind of a through line with Ringo in the film. He's like this sad sack of yes. the band. <laughs> Like, at the beginning, there's, like, a car full of girls, or, like, one girl, I guess. Uh-huh. There's a couple cars full of girls on the train in the beginning. But, Always, yeah. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this girl's, like, like beckoning him through the window, and George is like, why don't you go in there? And uh-huh. he's like, no, she'll just leave me in the end, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, at the, this point in the movie, the grandpa's like, you're just a sad sack. Uh-huh. You, you don't have any girls like the other guys. You're not as cool as the other guys. <laughs> And you better go parading. And Ringo <laughs> falls for it. It's the damnedest <laughs> yeah. thing. I mean, you, something you'd never. I mean, yeah. He gets. He puts his book down. <laughs> he stands up and gets ready to leave. And the grandfather is like, "Where are you going?" He goes, "I'm going parading before it's too late." <laughs> and he leaves. He says, "I'm." I mean, like in his head, he's thinking. I mean, like if this was happening in real life, so Ringo's gonna Ringo's gonna stop being a beetle. Yeah. The best thing in the world, you know, because this gross old man told him he has a big nose and needs to stop reading. I mean, it, it's it's nuts. Like I said, they're idiots in yes, the movie. They are right. So now Ringo's missing, and they need to find him for the show. What yes. are they doing? Like Ed Sullivan or something? It's, it's some kind of Ed Sullivan stand-in. Yeah. yeah um, and it, it, I guess it's. I mean. Was it Top of the Pops? May, uh, might have been the Goon Show. Okay. I, I, I don't know what <laughs> the they goon were doing. Show. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, and that's that's what this style of humor is very Goon Show. Um, if you I'm ever, not familiar with the Goon Show, just go, if you, there, there's a ton of it on YouTube. If you go there, okay. like Peter Sellers used to be on it. Okay, um, and it, and it's it's great stuff. All right. So they they're 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 they realize that Ringo is missing, and uh, you know George figures it out pretty quickly 
that it's the grandpa's fault. Right. It's always his fault. It, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. wherever the grandpa goes, there, there's always going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to go look for him. And that that starts a bunch of like Buster Keaton-esque <laughs> um, montages where the, yeah. the boys are running in and out of the police station to look for Ringo. With the um, cops right behind him. With them. the cops right behind him. Sometimes John is in, is in, in the middle of the yeah, cops. Yeah, like Ringo's at the back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> they're not going in and out of doors in a right. hallway, but it's close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, and and it's it, there's more can't buy me love that 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 goes over top of it. Yep. Um, I mean, like I know that even my my wife has told me that that she feels this is the weakest part of the film. Okay. Um, and it is. It yeah. Because it really doesn't need to be there. The movie could have been seventy one minutes long, and it still would have been. A hard day's night, and it yeah. would have been really a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess for whatever reason, they wanted to have this Ringo parading thing um, <laughs> to eat up ten more minutes before they get to the last numbers that the, the boys play when they actually go on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's hard to find the weakest part of the movie, <laughs> like as far as like a structure. I know, <laughs> or a plot goes. I know, but yeah, really, it's kind of out of place from the rest of the movie. Yeah. It's like you said, with 16 minutes left to go, they decide to change it up a bit. <laughs> so it comes out of left field. Yeah. And, but you do get all a lot of gags. Like you get the pub gag, like mm-hmm. I said. Right. Ringo starts taking pictures of people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And like the way the movie's filmed and shot, it's really good. Yeah. Like uh, the cinematography is wonderful. In this, this is movie. great filmmaking. Yeah. Right. It's a very well put together movie. So like when Ringo's walking around town, like taking these pictures. It's just showing them experiencing life, I yes. guess. And the the way it's done makes you feel like you're there with them. I know. And you just want to be there and like start connecting with the world. Right. Right. So yeah, it's not gags, but like it's more artful. It becomes this like part. cinema yeah. verite. Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. And there's a, a moment when he bumps uh, like another kid skipping school, rolls his tire into him. And, like <laughs> so they start talking and. Uh, he's asking why the kid's out of school, and he says he's a runaway. And Ringo's like, "Well, me too." Yep. you know. And they start talking, <laughs> and then the kid runs off, and he's like, "I gotta go now." And he and he goes back to his three friends. And I couldn't help but think, "All right, now Ringo's got to go back to his three friends." Of course, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, uh... <laughs> After a quick stop at the police station, <laughs> right? <laughs> to sort sort of with the out. grandpa. The grandpa. The grandpa up. is is in there because yeah. he's he's chucking faked autographed pictures of the Beatles on the street. <laughs> He's forging their signatures. Yes. Because yes. throughout the movie, he's been collecting each of their signatures on a photograph he has. Uh-huh. So then once he has all of them, he's able to forge them onto many, many pictures and sell them. <laughs> <laughs> this grandpa, dude. He's awesome. It, I know. That doesn't even sound like something too funny. Right. But just the way this guy, this actor does this is amazing. I know. It's so good. Yeah. And then he's sitting under the stage and there's like an opera going on above him. <laughs> and he hears someone coming down and he knows he's going to get in trouble for forging signatures. So he like gets frantic for a, min- a minute and hits a lever and goes up into the stage through the floor and just is kind of standing there yep. while a guy's belting some operatic tunes. <laughs> it's in it, the middle of the aria. It is he goes up very the stage. funny. I know. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's just such a clever gag. And when it does happen, when he emerges up on stage... I mean, it's a belly laugh where, uh-huh. where you just go, you know, like you kind of know it's coming because you, you see yeah. him very slowly rising to the top and it still gets you. You know, it's, 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 it's good, good stuff. It's good. Yep. And then they call it back at the end when they're pl- the Beatles are playing their yep. set. 
he comes up through the middle of the floor, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> um, And I mentioned a lot of the dialogue in this movie. I think my favorite dialogue scene, is, of course it involves George, mm-hmm. Um, is when George finds himself in the office of that fashion designer. Yeah. Um, And he's... <laughs> Like the guy is is basically like like trying to like make him into what we know today as like YouTube influencers, yeah. Um, and he's asking him questions about like like doing market research about this mm-hmm. about this like teen fashion stuff like like uh, shirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he uh, says that he has like the, the designer says that he has this lady who goes on television and does this for them. And George, you know, shocks the hell out of him by mm-hmm. saying that no, that that woman is is wrong about everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she sucks. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, the, he says that whenever they see her come on the telly, they turn the volume down and make up words to put in her mouth. <laughs> they say, we turn down the sound and say rude things. <laughs> I love it. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, and then he's showing him these two like new like like white dress shirts that yeah. all the kids are going to be wearing. Uh-huh. And he says they're grotty. <laughs> He says they're dead grotty. And the guy's like, what? Uh-huh. Grotesque. <laughs> and he goes, write that down. Yes. Who's assistant? Yes. <laughs> like, ooh, a new hip word. Right. <laughs> uh, by the way, as far as new hip words go, I walked around saying gear for, for like, you know, uh, two weeks after I first saw this movie. I, I said gear nonstop. Uh, like, everything was gear to me. Uh, just because the Beatles had said it in 1964. So I'm walking around in 2002 saying gear to everybody. Nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. Um, and, you know, it still makes me smile. What does gear mean? It, it, I guess it just it means, means cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. It means rad. That went over my head. I didn't oh, even okay. catch it in this movie. Yeah, like, I, I think I think the first time it comes out, like, John says it to somebody as they're walking by. He says, hey, gear costume. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like, hey, yeah, gear. That's, that's pretty that's, gear. That's great. <laughs> Dude, holy crap. <laughs> so my, my other favorite George moment is when mm-hmm. he, um, they're, they're trying to figure out where the old man went. And it's when he's down at the Baccarat tables uh-huh. and somebody says something about like, um, well, he's probably in the, uh, Paul says he's probably in the middle of an orgy by now. And all the <laughs> yes. guys go, oh, orgy, let's go. Yeah, they all just yeah. like pounce, they <laughs> bounce out of their seat on yes. the couch and out the door. Yes. <laughs> yep. Pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite George moments is when he shaves the mirror. <laughs> I'm because, glad you uh, brought this up. Yes. Wafer or whatever his name is. Shake. Uh, shake. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Has never shaved before? Has never used a safety razor. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Um, and you know what, dude? That probably was not hard. That probably was not easy to shoot that. Oh, no, because it's a mirrored shot. Yes. And you have, when you're lining up an object that's on the mirror right. with an object that's several feet away from the mirror, and you also have to make it look good, mm-hmm. that's difficult. And not have the camera in the shot. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it, really. I mean, um, it, it's pretty impressive stuff. Mm-hmm. So George is going to show Shake how to shave yes. with a safety razor. So he starts putting uh, shaving cream on the mirror on the reflection of Shake. Yes. <laughs> and he does it pretty much perfectly. He, it's right on there. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> and so he starts shaving the mirror as if he's really shaving Shake. And Shake <laughs> is reacting as if he's being shaved by George. <laughs> And he's like, you just got to be careful. And, that's, yes, like, and yes. he like shocks him. He's uh, like, oh. He acts like he's been shaved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, been cut. He's been nipped. Right. <laughs> it's really good. I know. And George's face is so serious. Yep. He's yep. like, I'm going to do this. Yep. And you're not going to move. 
<laughs> you called him a natural earlier, dude. Yeah. He is. He is. I mean, he, he definitely could have had a career like 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 acting because he's he's just undeniably charming and yep. it, as himself. Mm-hmm. Or I could see him playing anything else too. He mm-hmm. he, he maybe he could have been a droog. You know, like I know, if you exactly. think about you know that kind of stuff. Um, the mannerisms of the Beatles in this movie, of course, reminded me of Alex and the Droogs yep. a lot. Yep. In a Clockwork Orange, they're out doing their ultra violence. You know, of course, <laughs> right. the Beatles aren't doing that, but um, <laughs> they're getting into antics, yeah. and making trouble. And that sensibility is in the Droogs, certainly, uh-huh. and really all over British culture. You know, from mm-hmm. from from that time on. I mean, th- th- this this influenced. Maybe not this movie, but like just the Beatles in general just influenced everything that came after it. Everybody was acting uh-huh. like them. Everybody was talking like them. And no matter what country you were from, you dressed like them too. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody had beetle boots and everybody had that haircut. <laughs> um, it just was because it was so damn cool. Uh huh. And I couldn't help but think like this is Spinal Tap had yeah. taken so much from this movie. Yeah. And, and <laughs> what would that movie have been without A Hard Day's Night being oh, released? Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. They, they, they wouldn't have had nearly a, a, as big of a comedy well to kind of pull from uh-huh. it and make it their own thing. Um, they, 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 you had to know what like success looked like before you could make Spinal right, Tap. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> this would be a good double feature. It that sure would. That would be a great double feature. I, I would do that right now. Me too. You know? Let's That's, go. That sounds great. <laughs> Let's do that after we stop. You got it. Um. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to talk about, Dave? Um, I mean, I just just some like little little, little kind of uh, trivial things here. Um, just mm-hmm. the Charlotte Rampling is in this movie. She is. Yeah. Um, what, who is she in this film? You m- remember when they're when it was one of the times where Nor- it was after Norm wants them to answer their fan mail, and mm-hmm. as soon as Norm leaves the room, they all run downstairs to the party. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is there sitting with John at that table. Really? Yeah, he's the, she's the the bird that that is with him. That is cool. I man. know. Holy I know. Holy crap! I was just like, I I I I didn't know it until I saw it this time, and I I got a good look at her. I was like, I know that face, and I looked it up. It's Charlotte Rampling. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Pretty awesome, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about the press conference they kind of have the press meeting. Oh yeah, press sure. party. Right. I guess. Yes. Yeah. I I like that scene too. I thought it was funny. It had a lot of good gags in it. Yeah. They're trying to get all the finger foods um, <laughs> that the waiters are walking around with, but the plates of food just keep passing them by right when they're trying to grab uh-huh. it. Right. Great timing. Yeah. And I think it's just a single shot going through the crowd, and they time like all four of them missing the food. I know. Yeah. It's really good. It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's set up really nice. And then they're all getting interviewed, and they're giving these like short kind of humorous answers to entertain themselves yes yes <laughs> i think um george always says yes or no <laughs> as his answer to yes. everything <laughs> to these open-ended questions he just yeah. says yes yeah <laughs> uh paul has the the line about like no we're just really good friends yeah. um <laughs> no matter who what they say yes. <laughs> and I, I i guess ringo i can't remember a lot of the stuff he says but but uh-huh. he he has some really great ringo moments in this in this he- scene as well I don't know if he's the one flirting with this lady or if the lady reporter is flirting with him. Uh, but it's yes. like really uh-huh. getting there. Yeah, you know? It is. Right, right. Like and he's kind of clue is he kind of clueless about it? It seems like he might be clueless about it. Yeah. But um I don't know, man. It's really <laughs> funny because she is like really oh, in the yeah, ringo. Yeah, yeah. Here. she's pr- like preening for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they're getting ready. <laughs> um I thought that scene was funny. I no, I I did too. It's a great mm-hmm. scene. So, um, anything else? 
Um, well, I, we could, I know you could talk about the Beatles all day. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely. And, and I mean, like, the, the, I guess the other piece was that, like, apparently, now I didn't see him. I've looked for it every time. I've seen this ever since I heard about it. Uh-huh. Phil Collins is one of the screaming kids at the end of the of the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. In, like, in, in the, the audience? audience? Yeah. Phil Collins? Phil Collins is there somewhere. Um, I, 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 I know that the, that the footage exists. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I didn't, uh, for whatever reason, it's the year 2017. I didn't think to Google image it. I should have just done that. Yeah, just Google Phil but, Collins, I mean, a hard day's night, right, and it's right I, I'm there. I'm sure there's a perfect <laughs> HD screen cap. But it's better if you find it yourself, Dave. I, I, it's, that's, you feel yes. so satisfied. Maybe subconsciously I, I told myself that. Okay. You know, let, let's just wait till the next time well, I see it. If you get that clue from Google, then you'll know what to look for next that's time. That's true. You're right. I don't know. I don't think it's cheating. No, I. I, I <laughs> it's definitely not. It's a, it's a new tool that we have in the future. We'll utilize it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, would you recommend the movie? Yes. Uh, yeah. If, if if you if you are a Beatle fan and you haven't seen this, then um, you, you're really truly missing out on a big part of like just Beatles culture and. You're going to come away from it like loving them even more than you did just listening to their music. I mean, th- these guys were filled with personality and like it, it drove a lot of what just you love about them in general. So, yeah, everybody should see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would recommend it, too. Like I said earlier, there's not a lot like plot wise to this movie. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it like this, like phrase it this way, but the movie is perfect background noise. Uh, yeah. Like you can turn yeah. this on and not pay attention to it mm-hmm. and hear the songs Catch some of the gags, you know. You don't have to see what happened ten minutes ago to right. enjoy what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's perfect to watch like that, or you can sit down and in ninety minutes you just had a great time and listen to some great music. I would not have any problem with someone who has seen this movie before falling asleep to it later on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 like you said, you, you can have it on in the background and in, and and still get a total you know bang out of it mm-hmm. just hearing the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. I'd recommend it. Yeah. So that wraps up the show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. Join the dude army. Mm -hmm. If you don't use iTunes, you can find us anywhere else you get a podcast, or you can go to dudesonmovies.com, and you'll see anything you need right there. Yes, and uh, look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Just put in dudes on movies. We'll come right up. And uh, we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Yep, and Dudes On Demand continues, Dave. It rolls on. Week three coming up. This request comes from Tracy in, I believe, Connecticut. Thank you very much. It is 1995-7, directed by David Fincher, mm. starring Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Nice. So get ready for this. <laughs> um, I love this movie. I do, too. And it's not yeah, a hard day. Spoiler night. alert. Yeah. <laughs> so until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.